Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquire amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us. We have Carol Welke. She helps OTs start their mobile practice, but I'm not doing a, dis, uh, a service for that. So I'm going to actually have her introduce herself a little bit to you. And yeah, so Kara, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little about yourself. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my name is Kara Welke. I'm an occupational therapist. Been one for over 21 years now, and I just got into entrepreneurship, you know, a few years ago, well, three plus years, um, but no idea about podcasts or anything like that um, until two years ago. So, but what I do is I have my own mobile practice where we work with older adults in the home and we have a hybrid practice. So meaning that we see, um, since our primary population is older adults, we um, build Medicare Part B, but we also have um, insurance out of network that we bill. We do private pay um, and we also have contracts with um, some other agencies in the play in the area. So I started that. It's been over three years since we've been doing that business and we have other OTs and PTs on staff, um, which is huge. So then I can start working more on the business rather than in it. However, I absolutely love treating clients. So I will always be doing that. And I do have a very big problem of letting go of my clients to give them to other therapists, but that's a work in progress. Yeah, guys, if, if you're, you know, looking to start a mobile practice and you're an OT and, you know, you're looking to treat the elderly or definitely get into uh, Kara's world and her links in the bios. Don't worry about that. So you just click it and just start to chat and see if this is where you want to go. And, you know, you're looking to take the leap, which is, you know what, I think that's probably what we'll talk about next is, you know, what, what is advice do you give to people that are looking to take the leap and like, and they're thinking of doing this, starting their own business. Cause it's hard to start your own business. Like it's not easy. Like you think you're leaving a nine to five, right? People think that. And realistically, when you're starting up, like you're going to be working in the business, probably 40 hours or more at first. Right. So, yeah. So starting that business was difficult because there was no information out there to help me really know what to do. Facebook had a lot of stuff about cash-based, especially physical therapists doing cash-based. You see that everywhere. So when I went to start my business, I'm like, I'm doing it cash-based. And so then I quickly realized that for the population I'm serving, that cash-based is not an option um, due to the mandatory claim um, submission process. And that that I knew I needed to be a Medicare Part B provider so I could bill Medicare since older adults are my population. Love it. Love it. And, you know, uh, definitely go check that podcast out. And what we'll talk about that right now, actually, is so how did that 
how did that all start? How did you go about starting that? Did you tell, give your own advice and just was like, you know what, I'm just going to start it. I just had several mis- costly mistakes when I started because either reading Facebook groups drives me nuts on a daily basis because the things people put out there, sometimes I swear some days, 90% of it is wrong, but I was led astray by following people's advice and made several mistakes that um, ended up being costly and I had to fix. So after doing this for three years, once the changes came along with the skilled nursing facilities and home health with um, the different payment settings, we started seeing a lot of therapists posting that they were losing their jobs um, or they were getting pay cuts. So luckily I have a um, close relationship with Steve Gluck. Um, he's the CEO of HelloNote and Anthony Maritato, who is like the Medicare guru, Sue Doyle, who's an occupational therapist that has so many years of experience and is amazing when it comes to Medicare, home mods, assessments, everything. Um, Andy Nielsen was in marketing before he went to OT school. So anyways, I called Steve and I'm like, Steve, we need to help these therapists see that there is so much more out there than working for these skilled nursing facilities, working for these companies that got us in the situation anyways, because of unethical billing, you know, requiring people to see people for a certain amount of hours, even though it wasn't appropriate, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, we can show these therapists that they can start their own business and, you know, take control of their life, including their finances, time, so forth. So that's when we started the therapy business builder program. And it's always been a team effort. Um, It's been, you know, made up of all of us have practices. We all are doing the thing. It's always kind of been, I don't know, in school, when, when you had a teacher that no longer works in the field, I just... I don't know, my credibility or their credibility kind of dropped. I always, I taught for eight years and I kept working the whole time because I knew I needed stories. I needed to keep up with everything. And that's the same with us. We're doing the thing every day in our program. So we're not just people starting this for the heck of it, wanting to make money. Um, In fact, our mission is to help as many therapists as possible start and build their business. So yeah, so we've been doing this gosh, for a couple years. And we did a major revision um, this spring. When we first started our therapy business builder program, we did a full year program where we could help people from start to beginning, da, 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 and whatever kind of business you want. And after just lots of um, trial and error and learning and coaching, I really see the benefit of kind of niching down. And we talk to our clients about niching down. And my passion is working with older adults. And I know that I can help therapists develop great practices for working with older adults. So starting in April, we revised our program where we only take therapists that want to build practices that are going to be working with older adults. And it's going to be a hybrid practice. I'm tired of seeing all this stuff out there about cash base for older adults, because no matter what, there's going to be a time and place where Medicare should be billed. So, I mean, yeah, you can refer them out to someone else or you can just get enrolled with Medicare and deal with it. So people that are coming into our program now 
are ones that specifically want to work with older adults. They want to get it set up the right way, the ethical way, have everything in place they need, whether that is their policy and procedures, their compliance plans. We are also, my clinic is an age-friendly healthcare clinic, and this is a big trend across the United States and in fact beyond. And so therapists are also going to become age-friendly healthcare clinics within our program. Because again, we feel strongly that if you're going to go through our program, we want you guys to have the best practices possible and becoming an age-friendly healthcare system clinic, mobile practice, whatever you want to call it is huge. That's a big push um, working with older adults. If you haven't heard of age-friendly, Google it, you'll learn all about it. But basically, it fits perfect into OT and PT practices. As an age-friendly healthcare clinic, you have to follow the four M's. So we have to look at what matters to the clients and make sure that we're documenting that we are doing that. We have to look at mobility, which we both of us, um, PTs and OTs, look at mobility. We have to look at mentation looking at both depression and dementia, cognition, so forth. And we have to um, look at medications. And the application process can be long and tedious. I got lucky when I first submitted my application, it went through right away. So we utilize the same system that I was able to get approved by for all the therapists in our program so that they can get up and running and and be known as an age-friendly healthcare system. So... Yeah. So people that want to work with older adults, you want to be recognized as age friendly. You want to have a hybrid practice. So you know, you're providing the best for older adults. That's what we do now. The other big change is we divided it out. And that, you know, and I haven't even shared this publicly yet because my life turned into chaos after we got this all set up, but we have plenty of people that have already started it, even though we haven't announced it publicly, but we've divided into different stages and that's been a huge help. So we have a level one, a level two and a level three. And that way people aren't moving to the next level until they meet everything they need in the level one, and then they can move to the level two. Um, What we found is when you have one big massive program and you're working with people in all different levels, people get lost and they don't make the movement they need. So that's been a huge improvement to the program. And we made changes with our meetings. So in fact, this morning, I was meeting with our level two therapist and we have meetings every other week where we meet individually with them. Um, In the level two, we have more one-on-ones within the program just because that's when we're really getting your business up and going. So a little bit about the level system. And yes, I know everyone, I talk way too much, but anyways, level one is for anyone that hasn't started Or maybe you formed your business, but you're not making any progress. So level one is for getting started up until you're ready to see your first client. Because we're finding that therapists are trying to do this on their own and they're doing it half-assed. I mean, I'm sorry. I see it every day. It's so frustrating watching these questions being posted on Facebook. And it's like, we could help you. Your life would be so much easier. You'd actually save time and money. We have it all here for you, but level one gets them everything they need. So they feel comfortable starting to see clients. Once they have that all in place, 
then they can move to level two, but they can't move to level two until they have everything in place. So that's, again, their policy and procedure manual needs to be done. Their intake forms need to be ready. Their compliance plan needs to be done. Their marketing needs to be done. They need to have completed the age-friendly stage one application process. Um, You know, everything needs to be set up appropriately when it comes to their business and finances and Medicare credentialing and so forth. So that's all in stage one. And then level two is now they're ready to see clients and they want to build their practice up to bring it in five, ten thousand dollars a month. And then stage three is once they're bringing in that ten thousand a month, then we move them on to stage three where now they're going to be working on their business, not necessarily in their business. So yeah, so we've been super excited with that change to that program. Along with the changes in the program, we have two other therapists, Alicia Komar and Erin Lindbergh. And both of those therapists are occupational therapists that started their private practices a long time ago. And in fact, Alicia Comer was one of my first mentors um, to help me get started. And they um, both like Alicia has a pediatric practice. She started all cash based on her own. And Erin has a holistic women's health practice cash based all on her own. So those two have created a cash based therapy business builder program. And that program is for anyone that really wants to do the cash-based occupational therapy route. And obviously, if you're doing older adults, you don't even have a choice. You can't do that program because we believe strongly in the hybrid approach for older adults. So that's kind of how we divide the programs out. So those are our big things that we do. A little bit more about how this all started is... um, Next level occupational therapy. If you haven't checked out our Facebook group, please do. We have all sorts of healthcare professionals in our group, um, not just occupational therapists. But the reason we started it is back in May of 2019, when I went to Greg Todd's live event in Florida, I was just kind of blown away about what he had and what he had created. And, you know, I mean, it's pretty much majority of PTs at that time. And now it's everyone, but I was like, we need to do this for OTs. So that weekend is when I started the next level occupational therapy Facebook group. And that's when it kind of led into some of our other programs that we've done over the years, but we've learned just as, you know, Greg has, as he's grown that, yeah, we really cater to occupational therapists in a lot of our things we do um, because we all know that, OTs and private practice are behind PTs and private practice and the lack of information for OTs out there is definitely out there, but, but we do have lots of physical therapists in our programs. And that's been fun to have a mix, especially when we're working with older adults and everyone is doing the same thing because they have built connections themselves, Um, whether they're in a state apart or they're across the United States, they're, you know, they have that system now with other people doing the same thing. Big thing that we have rolling out, hopefully it's rolling out this month is a home modification um, and certification program that is just for occupational therapists, which is going to be led by Sue Doyle, who is amazing and an expert in this area. And, There's lots of different 
certification programs out there for home modifications, home assessments, so forth. None are specifically just for therapists. And if you look at the research, the research supports occupational therapy in doing home modifications and assessments. In fact, we recently did um, a webinar just on that topic and showing the different research on it. So this certification program is going to be intensive, but therapists are going to get everything they need to be able to do home modifications in their practice. And we're super excited about it. And we're super excited that it's going to be an actual certification program as well. And that we're limiting it just to occupational therapists. Not everyone in the world can sign up. Like, you know, you look at some of these programs like CAPS, Certified Aging in Place Professional, the CLIPS, ECHM, these are all different certification programs, but it's not anyone can take them, not just therapists. So you're seeing a lot of people out there in the world that aren't OTs and PTs doing some of these things that we are really the best at. So we hope to help get more therapists out there and taking control over that area because we can definitely excel in that area. So, so that was a lot of random rambling. Um, not just a short little bio, basically just told you everything you needed to know. No, that's awesome. You know, and, and I like how you just took the leap with it because that's most of the time all you need to do, because now you are showing up as the expert, the quote unquote guru, the strategists, all that stuff. And now people are seeing you as that. And you're giving these, these great tips. You're bringing on people to give these five tips away. Like, that's awesome. Like, and you know, people, you could even form a book from it. If you just ask the last question of the podcast being the same thing over and over again. And oh, at least, yeah. And that's, you know, and that's the other thing about social media that frustrates me. I mean, I tell people in my program to stay off Facebook half the time because it's just wrong information, misleading information, a lot of time out there, but starting your own business is a lot of work. It's a lot of stress and it's a lot of time. And that's the biggest thing about our program is we can save that stress. We can save you time because we went through it and we were there. So why everyone else try to struggle with it yourself, but tips that I have. So if you are really interested in starting your own private practice, do it sooner than later. So I started teaching in 2012 in an occupational therapy program. And prior to that, um, I worked in kind of like an outreach clinic. We went to area nursing homes, assisted living, things like that. Within that, when I worked there, I started new contracts at different facilities. I could have started those new contracts at different facilities for myself um, versus starting it for someone else. Um, I was recently on the, a call with someone who was talking about how their business wanted them to start this new program and this and that. I'm like, why are you starting it for them? Start it for yourself instead of starting it for someone else. I've learned, but I've been wanting to start a business for years. And I have told my husband way over 10 years that doing mobile med B is the way to go. It's the wave of the future. And it took me 10 plus years before I actually started and it had to actually kind of fall in my lap before I took the leap. 
But I also think that's because there was, there was not any help out there. Like there is now each and every day, there's more and more people trying to help other therapists start and build their practice. Just make sure you really do your research first. Um, Cause there's some programs out there that, I mean, I've been burned by a program. There's programs out there that you just really got to do your research, talk to people in the program and so forth, but start sooner than later. Another thing I really get sick of hearing is, Oh, I need more experience. No, you don't need more experience. We have a student in our therapy business builder program that started her business when she was a level two student. So when she was a level two field work student, she actually worked with me virtually to complete her level two while also starting her business. So then once she was done and took her boards and approved, then she could officially launch her business. Um, We have lots of therapists, one, one year out, two years out, but why can't therapists start right out of school? My personal opinion is that we need to be teaching therapists how to start their businesses instead of how, how to go and apply for jobs, because there's no reason you have to wait. In fact, with a lot of occupational therapy professionals, I always say the sooner we can get them in for after graduating, the better, because the longer they're out in the field, the more not great habits they have developed um, in time. So yeah, get out there and start sooner than later. You don't need more experience. Find a good mentor um, or program. I will tell you that when I started my business, there was no way in hell I was going to pay anyone to help me because I am as cheap as you get. Okay. We went to Las Vegas and I spent $9 and I was pissed. So I wasn't going to pay anyone. I was one of those annoying people messaging everyone on Facebook. Can you share this? Can you do this? I wasn't, I wasn't um, valuing their time, their expertise, everything they have put into their program. And I didn't do very well um, when I first, I mean, like I said, several costly mistakes. And so when I went to Greg Todd's conference um, and I started his mastermind program, which it was $30,000. So you're talking to a person that wouldn't pay for any help when I started my business. I go to Las Vegas and get mad if I spend over nine bucks. I signed up for a $30,000 mastermind program because I knew why well, I didn't know. I didn't know till then that I needed this in order to move forward. If I'm going to get anywhere, I need to be willing to invest in myself and in my businesses and just trying to piece t- things together, not paying people for their time, not valuing people for their time that I I wasn't going to get anywhere. As soon as I signed up for that program, I mean, I made way, I mean, my return on investment for that program was amazing. Um, And it was the best move I ever made. And, but one thing Greg said to me, he said, what have you wanted when you were starting your business And what would have you paid for it? So when we started our therapy business builder program, that's how it came to be. Everything that I didn't have and knew we needed was put into that program. And we created it as a price that I knew I would have been willing to pay for it. So that's kind of where it all started. 
So I just try to tell people you need to, if you're going to start and run your own business, you can't be a cheapskate. Yes. Don't go in debt. Do not go in debt. You have to have it figured out financially, but you have to be willing to invest in yourself and in your business. Please stop asking everyone for free forms, free documents, half the things you get. You don't even know if they're going to be right. You know, I mean, like our policy and procedure manual cost me over $11,000 with an attorney setting that up. Again, I paid it. When I first started my business, I wouldn't pay anyone anything, you know, but everything has really boomed since I learned the importance of investing in myself, investing in my business and value valuing people and all the experts out there. Cause there's some amazing experts out there. Let's see. I mean, those really are the big ones. The just do it, start. You don't have to get years of experience. You need to invest in yourself, find mentors um, and get that support you need. Because if I would have had my program when I started, I would have been killing it. I would have been up and going and seeing clients and no problem versus struggling and payments coming in or getting denied and not knowing what the heck I was doing. But if you guys are truly interested in starting your business, I'd also encourage you to check out our podcast. It's the Next Level Occupational Therapy Podcast. And in fact, we only interview occupational therapy professionals who have started their own business. And one question that they have to answer on it is they have to give their top five tips for someone looking at starting their practice. And there's a variety of different practices. So depending on you know what you want to do, there's probably something out there that you could listen to that podcast as well. So simplify, you know, and see what, like you said, tasks that you like to do. What are the tasks that you can automate, right? What can I automate? All right. These email, these posts that need to go out, like these are all done like the month before or whatever, right? And seeing what needs to be done manually, right? And then it's like, okay, this needs to be done manually, but do I like to do it? No, I don't. All right. Can I find someone to do it for me? And this is where you were saying like, you gotta, sometimes you gotta spend that money, right? Especially to give back that time. Like, so this is a pretty good story too. I, well, I, I mean, I think all my stories are great, right? No, I'm just teasing. So I went to um, Smart Success. It's called Health, Smart Success Healthcare Now um, live event in May. And I signed up for the $30,000 program. And two of the teachers who are two of my current coaches now and two of my current favorite people ever, Alex um, Ingar and Will Boyd, they were they started teaching us. So they were the ones that started teaching us in um, June, what we needed to do and building our programs, building, you know, everything we needed. And anyways, it was Will that was doing a training on podcast. And he was like, you just need to do it. And he was like, go on anchor, find people to interview and upload it. So literally that's what I did. You guys, you're coming from someone that had never listened to a podcast in her life and I'm not technology savvy whatsoever, but I was like, I can do this. I got zoom. I can sign up for anchor, which is free. So nothing is costing me anything. And I scheduled out interviews and, you know, he kind of helped me come up with, you know, a plan for the questions to ask or whatever. So 
all I do in my podcast is I interview people. I interview occupational therapy entrepreneurs and, and that's it. And the rest has been history. So I think the biggest thing with the podcast, um, when I first started, I mean, our podcasts are raw footage. I mean, we don't do any editing. We don't do any fancy stuff or whatever you get what you get. And so when we first started, it literally was going on anchor. Um, well, first we would do the zoom. I just answer questions and then I would upload it to anchor and then we'd publish it. I ended up for a little piece of time in there, had some VAs, you know, do some editing and do an intro and an outro and things like that. But then I was back to kind of saving money and I hired um, someone else to help. And so we're really back to the point of when we do the podcast, I do it on Zoom. Um, she uploads the recording to Anchor. We plug in our intro and outro and, and that's it. That's all it takes. In fact, I ordered podcast equipment because you can see I don't have a fancy speaker or anything out here. And I don't know. I couldn't get it all to work. So it's all in the closet. If anyone wants to buy it, let me know. So I don't even use fancy speakers, video. I mean, any. I don't use anything fancy. I did get all the lighting system. And, but I put that all down because it was too cluttery. I have a little circle in front of me, but that's it. So if you want to put yours on video, cause we do, when we do our podcast, we put it on our YouTube channel and then we also publish it as just the regular audio version as well. So yeah, that's how I got into podcasting real technical. Unless you want to burn out, like you said, and then you're back to where you're trading time for money and it's not fun at all. Yep. And that actually is a, that's actually on the docket, but gosh, dang time, time's an issue people. And that's one tip I would have. I'll throw in here. You guys can't do it all. You can't. When I started this back in 2009, like I thought I could do it all. I remember Will and Alex saying, Kara, you've got, you can't, you stop doing this. And then I sneak in and add more things and I crash and burned. I mean, you know, they tell me, no, I'd still do it, but I'm finally, I'm done. I mean, we used to have a membership group. We still have it for the people that are in it, but we don't add any new people. We did the visionary summit, but you just can't do it all. So people figure that out. And those of you that are trying to do it all, listen to your coaches. And because you want to do this stuff to have a better quality of life too. Um, so you don't want to burn yourself out. So yeah. And it might take you a while to figure out what exactly you want to do, but I'm finally really happy where we're at in the next level world um, with what we have and what we can offer people. And, you know, and in my practice versus trying to do this and that and this and that. So don't burn yourself out. <laughs> Simplify. You know, I love that you do that because then it also teaches those people that like, this is what I should be doing for my potential clients. Right. Yeah. You know, almost interviewing them and it's like, okay, do I want to work with them? Are they going to take action on the things that I'm telling them to do at home and things like that? Yeah. Or is this going to be just an uphill battle every time I talk to this person? Is it going to be worth your time? Is it going to be worth your energy trying to get someone that's saying, get someone to drink, you know, the water and you can't force them to. Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, like 
I just brought on two new employees to help me with just the background work of my home therapy solutions with all the billing, the dealing with clients, so forth with my next level with taking over stuff. I mean, you just can't do it all yourself. I love it. I love that breaking down the levels of in your program. I think if you are a coach out there right now listening, like you should be doing the same thing to be honest. Like, yes. (laughs) And I think the other thing I worry about is sometimes I think starting your own business is glorified a little bit now, you know, and I will, and I'm part of it. I mean, I share you know, the things that I do that are exciting. And, you know, like yesterday I went to see a client. Um, This was a family that specifically requested that I come in to see. And the client's son is one of the biggest doctors in our town. And yesterday he was actually there talking to me through the whole session. So, and it was a lymphedema session. So I'm trying to measure and talk and wrap and talk and do things at the same time. But, but he was like, I need posters. I need posters of everything you do so I can put them in all of my exam rooms and so forth, you know? So I share that stuff, but you guys, it takes time to get there. I share how I'm out in the pool at two o'clock in the afternoon, but that's after a lot and a lot of hard work. And I have other therapists working. So I just think some people don't realize the amount of hard work it takes, which is another thing we changed with our program too. Like you have to meet with us. You have to meet certain standards in order to go into our program because therapists need to know that it takes a lot of hard work to start your own business. So, so yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. And you know, I would definitely say out of this whole thing, like I'm kind of realizing, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, cash base kind of on the outs. Yeah. And you know, that, to be honest, I mean, that's one of the biggest mistakes with our um, therapy business builder program. When we did the year long program, there's just some people you can't get to do the thing, no matter how much you try. And so that's why I love the level one system because you're not going anywhere past. You're not giving us any more money. We don't want any of it because our goal is we want you to succeed. We don't want people coming into the program that aren't getting there. So we're really trying to weed those people out because we don't want people paying us money and then never getting anywhere in it. So that has really helped. So yeah, it's kind of like that interview process. And once you pass the first, then you can move on. So It's been, it's been really helpful. So one of my favorite things, and even we changed our meetings too, because like we were just having like a group meeting where people come and just ask questions and so forth. And now everyone signs up for a time slot. So, you know, level two is this time you sign up for a 10 minute time slot and you can't believe how much you can get done in 10 minutes. So Everyone has their 10 minute time slot and they have things that they're going to be doing for the next two weeks. If they need to reach out in between, they reach out. Um, But that has been working out wonderful as well versus because when you just do one big group meeting, people monopolize the time. Some people never talk and so forth. So this way we can really make sure people are taking action and getting through the program. So that's been another big help. So, I mean, I, I know I annoy a lot of people out there, but 
I got into the mess I did because I saw everyone doing cash based and I wanted to do that. I mean, who doesn't not want to deal with insurances? I mean, me, I would love if I didn't have to deal with insurances, but it depends on your population. Okay. And it depends on where you live. I mean, I live in North Dakota. Everyone around me is going to use their insurance. You know, we don't live in like these high rise penthouse have lots of money to pay cash. Okay. They have Medicare. They want to use their Medicare. They've been paying into Medicare forever. So not to mention read the rules and how OT and PT, you know, we cannot opt out and there's so much discussion over it. And it's just like, just go to the rules and stop fighting it and just embrace it, I guess, because there's going to be a point where Medicare only covers skilled and medically necessary services. So there's a point where you transition them and then you can do cash with them. So it's not a one or done deal. So start them off with Medicare, transition them to wellness, and then do a recheck or a reassessment a few months later, bill Medicare for that and make sure everything's going well and up. I mean, there's ways you can do it. You know, and when I first started, this is kind of funny too. So when I first started, I was only going to be cash till I learned I couldn't. So then I'm like, I'm only doing Medicare. That's it. I'm not dealing with any other insurances. Well, I'm now credentialed with Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Dakota, Sanford Health, Medica, North Dakota Medicaid. And I'm just getting in with um, the VA community care program. So never say never. Um, I'm kind of a sucker. I mean, I love my clients. I love working with this population. I'm not in this to be a millionaire, never in this type of business. Are you going to? So I've had clients that really, really wanted us to use their insurances and I'm picky though. I don't just take any insurance. I make sure that the fee schedule I can deal with and so forth. But so, yeah, so I've added those insurances um, and we still do private pay for some. In fact, um, I go into a nursing home and see a client twice a week in a nursing home, private pay. They pay me. We still bill out of network for insurances. We're not in network. So, yeah, I mean, it depends who you, you know, what you're doing, like pediatrics. I think pediatrics is a can be cash, but, um, I even know some cash-based pediatrics who are now taking insurance. Erin Lindbergh, who has a holistic woman's health practice. I mean, she does amazing and she's cash and has a very high fee schedule. She does do, you know, her clients can submit their super bills and stuff. So I think there's times and places for them, depending on what you want to do with your clients, but I, you just home modifications, is another one that really frustrates me because you see people trying to do a hundred percent cash and you really need to have a hybrid approach because there are times and places where that can be covered by Medicare. Also, there's so many grants out there. Like we've had clients that are redoing their bathrooms that we've gotten like over $6,000 for 2,500 for equipment. We've gotten grants for a couple thousand. There's so many resources out there. So I guess I'm more about providing the best services to the client and the best value for them versus worrying about how much I'm bringing in. But you have to be able to cover your bottom line too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
I think of that, you know, that's what I was thinking about when I was leaving um, the clinic and everything was having my first like three months, you know, make sure I had my three month covered. And then I was like, okay, I have three months of uh, my bare essentials, right? Rent, all that stuff, anything that I need to pay. And so that was covered. And then I, I left and then I was able to open up my business from that. So I would say the same thing to people out there, like, just make sure like you do have like a reserve and, and you just don't go like into your workspace and say, Hey, I'm quitting today, but I don't have a savings and I don't have, I don't have all this oh, stuff. <laughs> like, right. like, unless, Hey, some people you, you like to be backed in a corner and you can fight. And but, going off of that, yeah. that's one of the really nice things with the therapy business builder program is since we help people, do pretty much everything. A lot of them are still in their current job. And then once everything's set up and they're ready to see the first client, then they start tapering back and then they can go full into their job. Um, so that's beneficial too. And that's how I started. I mean, I started on the side and then just realized I needed to go full in if I was going to get anywhere. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, so Thank you, Kara, for coming on the podcast. So we're towards the end of the interview. So now we're going to switch it up a little bit and head to our pod decks. And so today's deck is the this or that deck. And so this one is saying motivate or inspire and why? Those are both so good. I'm not good with these. Let's go with inspire and why? just because I just like the word inspire more. I mean, what do you inspire to be and really being positive? If you can show people what you do and how you do it and how much you love it, I feel that inspires people and then they can get that inspiration to do things versus if you have to actually motivate a person and you're trying to motivate them, then I think that's more more work and not necessarily getting them to really get that inspiration going. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Next one is procrastinate or persist. Persist, persist, persist. Do not procrastinate people. And one of the things in my coaching programs um, that we talk about a lot, um, what I learned from Greg Todd and with him being my coach, even Will and Brad is You have to be relentless, which I think goes along with persisting. You can't give up. You can't call someone and say, they never called me back. You have to keep going. You can't just talk to two or three or four people. You have to talk to 20, 30, 40, 50 people. So being relentless, persisting and never giving up. So you have to have the right attitude. Love it. Definitely. I'm a proponent of that, you know, figuring out like, so reaching out to 30, right. And then seeing like, okay, five actually messaged me back. All right. Out of those five, actually only scheduled one. All right. So now I know my numbers. Right. And well, you learned from me just because people don't answer you back, just because people don't respond right away or schedule right away, you cannot give up on those people. We all have busy lives. We, everyone has things that go on. I mean, I was gone the whole month of May because of things that happened in our family. So anyone that messaged me in May either never heard from me or maybe heard 
reach out to me in a month, you know? So don't give up. If you call someone and they don't call you back, you're going to call them again. Yeah. And you know what? Like, like you said, the persistence. And then also that just shows that like you actually care about the person, you actually think about them and things like that. And I like to do this is one of my strategies is I try to figure out like, okay, what are they currently doing? What are the current events that they're doing? And then I try to message them based off of that. I don't message them off of like something like. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you want to buy this? No. I'll I'll definitely ignore that message. (laughs) (laughs) Or wait, the, Hey, I see you don't have this many followers. Would you like 10,000 or, you know, that message that you always get? Yep. Yep. Lots of messages out there that you just look past. Oh God. So annoying. Yep. All right. Last one. So this one is owl or woodpecker and why? So that's an interesting one. Oh, I go with an owl. One, they make the cutest decorations ever. And I like their sound and a woodpecker can kind of get annoying. So if someone's constantly there just pecking at you, that drives me nuts. So when we talk about being relentless, you want to be relentless, but you don't want to be the woodpecker constantly pecking. Be a wise owl. (laughs) There we go. I like how you tied it back to a little bit of the business. Ooh, there it is. There it is. All right, Cara. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. For those who want to reach out to you, I know we we kind of talked about in the beginning and middle and stuff, but how can they do that? So... Email is always the best, um, or even give me a call because a lot of people tend to do Facebook messenger, but you know, we get hundred or more messages a day and things get lost in there. So my email is just Kara K A R A at nextlevelot.com. I mean, I am fine if people reach out to call me as well. Once you email me, you'll get all of that information to set up a time to call or whatever. Um, Our website is www.nextlevelot.com. On the website, we have um, a free startup checklist. We've had several people just start their business using that. Free business plan, lots of free webinars and trainings on there. Would love for you to join our free Facebook group on Facebook. Just search for Next Level Occupational Therapy and join that Facebook group. But yeah, send me an email, Kara at nextlevelot.com and join our world. And hopefully we can help you guys get to the next level. Again, thanks for coming on, Kara. It was a pleasure. I know there's a bunch of takeaways there that people can take from this podcast. For the listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.